Now the super genius, Mark Madden. You live by the ass, you die by the ass. Well, I wanted to see what your thoughts were on that subject. Wait a minute, prostitution's illegal? The X at 105.9. Joining me now, he's one of the very best when it comes to baseball media. From ESPN, it's Buster Olney. Uh, Buster, uh, you wrote that fans in Pittsburgh may never forgive the Pirates for trading Kutch. And I agree. You not only lost an iconic player, but got very little return. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and on the return, you know, I, I don't know specifically about the players that they got back in return in terms of my eyes on them. I just only go by what I'm hearing from other teams, which is, you know, the package of players they got uh, in the Astros deal for Garrett Cole, they find them to be more about service time, acquiring, you know, guys as opposed to impact-type players. And uh, in McCutcheon, you know, I know from talking with Giants people yesterday, they think Cal Crick might be really an inter- interesting guy in terms of throwing the eighth inning, you know, good fastball. But there wasn't uh, a wipeout-type prospect in return. Uh, you know, that all said, I don't think it's a surprise that they made this decision. I think they were signaling it back in December and it's in keeping with what we're seeing in baseball, where you're seeing teams uh, that don't feel like they necessarily have a great chance of winning racing toward the pole, the, the South Pole. You're seeing a lot of teams, uh, you know, essentially determining: look, if we don't feel like we can win, then we're going to tear down and try to uh, position ourselves for a better day. And along the way, they save some money. I don't dispute that's what they're doing, and I can't even criticize it. But I just think they slammed shut their own window too early, Buster. They won 98 games in 2015 and immediately starting tearing the team apart. Uh, I'd say that was premature. How about you? You know, and, and it's interesting because I, I you know, you, I certainly have seen the reaction when I posted that column the other day. I had so many Pirates fans say that, you know what, they didn't add to the team. They didn't augment uh, during the course of the year as opposed to, and I, and I compared the Pirates to the Kansas City Royals, who during the course of the 2015 season, you know, added Ben Zobrist, and they added Johnny Cueto and put themselves over the top. You know, I think you can make an argument. I do think that, you know, that they were probably, because they didn't win the World Series, because they didn't get past Madison Baumgartner and Jake Arrieta, they probably didn't uh, get as much credit as they deserve for putting themselves in that position. But that's the frustration level I think I'm, I'm hearing from a lot of fans is they didn't make those one or two moves in the way that the Royals did. And it's not just the Royals either, is it? I mean, that's what Miami did in the past, what Cleveland does. I mean, at some point a small market team has to try to, like you said, augment or they're going to disappoint the fans. Well, there's no question we saw the Indians do it in 2016, you know, pay the uh, the 20% surcharge to make the trade for Andrew Miller, who was difference-making in the postseason. And, and what I worry about, uh, and, and, you know, you hope that uh, ownership hasn't miscalculated there for the, for the sake of the franchise, uh, I think a lot of times that teams have to understand, you know, the history of the team in a way where they have to be able to properly anticipate what's coming next. For example, we've seen the Miami Marlins this winter. You know, Derek Jeter went in there. He traded away Giancarlo Stanton and Marcel Azuna and others. And I worry that it's the kill shot for baseball in South Florida uh, because this is now the fifth time that we've seen you know those that fan base uh, have to walk through uh, a sell-off of the best players. That's what we saw happen in Montreal, uh, and eventually baseball died there. I don't think that with Pittsburgh it's that dire circumstance. But I do think that there's going to be a, a real anger there uh, 
in response because I think that team, you know, took so long for them to get to the point of what the club accomplished in 2013-2015 through 2015. And I think this year we're going to see exactly where the franchise stands in the eyes of the fans. And if they stop coming, I think that's something that, uh, you know, ownership should should consider moving forward. And I, you know, I personally, as I wrote in December, I think given where they were, given the, the unlikely uh, scenario that Andrew would re-sign with the team, uh, that the Pirates would even want to invest in them. I thought it was it's something that they should absolutely consider doing, trading them. However, you do wonder if in the end, given the return they got on McCutcheon, if they're going to look back and say, you know what, it would have been better off if we had just kept him, go through the year, and if he walked away, he walked away, that's, uh, that's Andrew's prerogative. Yeah, I agree. I think that would have been the thing to do PR-wise, although then you don't uh, save the 14-point, I believe, 7-5 that McCutcheon is going to make this year. But the Royals, getting back to that model, when they're free agents, nobody blamed them. And I don't. I, I, I just think now the way they handled it, I, I do expect attendance to drop considerably. It's already dropped 600 k since 2015 here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and that's what I wrote about the other day, too. Look, I... I you know, the Royals, those teams that played in the World Series in 2014 uh, and 2015, in both those years they were in elimination games in which they were down four runs in the eighth inning. And you, can you imagine how differently history would have played out for the Royals if they didn't make it to the World Series? They might be in the same boat that the Pirates are in now, but the difference is because the Royals won the championship and they played the World Series twice. You know, as Eric Hosmer walks away, Mike Moustakis walks away, at the end of the year, the fans are filling the ballpark. They're t- you know, uh, cheering these guys because they know it's the end of an era. It's a completely different field at the end than what the Pirates are experiencing. We're talking to Buster Olney. He covers baseball for ESPN.com. Uh, Buster, uh, what's going to happen now with Josh Harrison, and what return might he bring? He's already said he wants out if the Pirates aren't going to try to win. Yeah, and I wrote yesterday that the expectation among teams that I've spoken with is the Pirates will do what they can to move him. Uh, you know, given his age, given his contract situation, uh, the two uh, team options that uh, that are on the contract for 2019-2020, they think that he's going to move. I will tell you that because of where his salary is now, you know, at, at about $10 million, and I think the options are like at a 10-5 and 11-5, something in that range, uh, other teams are telling me they don't think that they're necessarily going to get a lot in return. That that's kind of uh, you know, given his performance the last couple of years, probably at the tipping point where you know if he was making four or five million, he might get a lot more. But at uh, at that type of salary, they might not get as much as what uh, a casual fan might expect. Well, right, because the return for the Pirates with Harrison and really with McCutcheon yep. is that you don't have to pay him anymore. I mean, the Pirates even picked up what was it two point five million, yeah, of his salary in San Francisco. That's exactly right, uh, and it might be, and I do think that if you're the Pirates now and you're sort of retrenching and trying to add talent, that that's probably the smart way to go, to, to tell a team like the Giants, look, you've got the money, uh, or, you know, you're taking on the bulk of the money, you've got prospects we want, we'll pay some of the money down and we'll get better prospects, and I think that's probably uh, the smart thing to do with Harrison. Because of his versatility, I think he'll have some value in the marketplace, but just not maybe the prospect return that people might expect. How would you characterize what the Pirates are doing, Buster? Because Neil Huntington said yesterday, we are not rebuilding. Well, how would you characterize what they're doing? 
It's interesting. I, I, I think it's absolutely in keeping with what we're seeing in baseball right now. I had a general manager this morning say it feels like everyone year to year is racing toward the two poles. You know, <laughs> uh, they're, they're trying. If they feel like they have a chance to win, teams are spending money. Uh, you know, last year, for the first time since 1881, I believe, we had four teams with a run differential of 175 or better. Um, and on the other hand, you have a lot of teams that are saying, you know what, if we feel like we don't have a chance to win, we're tearing down. Uh, we're going to you know, try to get as many prospects as we can and load up for another day. And, oh, by the way, because of the, the caps on international spending, because of the caps on uh, the amateur draft, they're not uh, you know, in necessarily in a position where they have to spend. So you're pocketing the money, and, and a lot of teams are doing this. And... Uh, so I, I, I do think that because of the the experience of the guys in their starting rotation, I don't think it's a full on rebuild. I think uh, you know they're in a position where if they get the right players, if they get the right development, they could be back in competition in 2019. But it's also, I mean, let's face it: when you cut your salary down that much, your payroll down that much, you're putting the money um, uh, right back in the ownership's pockets. No question. You ventured that the Pirates might win more games in 2018 than they did last year. And, you know, even though they have traded Cole and Kutch, I can actually see that. I mean, it won't be enough yep. games, and it'll make us wonder what they might have done had they kept Cole and Kutch. But, but what are some of the reasons you could see that happening, Buster? Because of the, polar- the, the uh, uh, polarity of baseball right now, because of what I was talking about, where you have – so many teams tanking and not trying to win, and that might, you know, be comprised as many as ten to twelve to fourteen teams. They're essentially not trying to compete uh, because the Pirates do have this experienced group of or, uh, a group of young starters who have more experience than some of the others. Uh, absolutely. Now they're in a division in which clearly the St. Louis Cardinals are trying to win. To me, they probably have improved more than any other team. Uh, you know, the Cubs are the Cubs at this point. The Reds aren't stripping down. They've already done that, and they're they're kind of like the Pirates now in that they have a group of young players that are gaining experience. It's not as much of an advantage as if, uh, say, you were in the American League Central. Where the Cleveland Indians have a clear path right into the postseason <laughs> because you've got the Tigers rebuilding. You've got the Royals now rebuilding. Uh, you know, you have the White Sox having been stripped down. It's an easy path to the Indians. It's not as easy for the Pirates, but I do think because you have so many bad teams in the National League, the Pirates might actually win, as I mentioned, 75, 76 games. Buster, I understand the business side of small market baseball, but does Pirate ownership understand the emotional side of sports, especially in a city like Pittsburgh, which has had so many iconic athletes? You know... I, I don't want to say they, they don't understand it because I do, I, you know, I know this. They certainly got into the conversation, uh, at least started the conversation, okay, what would it take to re-sign Andrew? Uh, I, I don't think Andrew's tough year in 2016 helped the situation. I think if he had had a great year, um, then maybe it would have made the Pirates more aggressive. But not only did Pittsburgh back off, but other teams did. And we know that by the price that was paid in trade. But as they say, I think that once you get to the end of the winter time um, and you see what the potential return is on Andrew, I wonder if it would have been worth it to them as a franchise to you know to pay for 
the sentimentality, to pay for the romanticism, and, and bypass the trade return on Andrew and just keep him. Because um, in the end, I, I can tell you this, folks with other teams don't think they got guys that move the needle. Won't this just happen again and again with the Pirates? I mean, once Marte and Polanco peak and they approach big money, won't they get traded too? You would assume. Uh, and, and I think that is, you know, business uh, running a, a small market team. Look, the Cleveland Indians right now, you know, they made the World Series in 2016, had the 22-game win streak last year, uh, and, you know, very successful. Probably 2018 is the end of their window. You know, Andrew Miller's going to become a free agent. Some of the other guys are, are going to get older, and then they may have to, you know, go back into that cycle right now. There are a lot of small market teams going through that and i you know it doesn't surprise i mean kansas city we talked about i think that is life in a small market buster as always great stuff it's great to connect with you again and congratulations your vikings uh are, are <laughs> headed to the super bowl hosting a super bowl i think i know you're a big vikings fan huge vikings fan and and i still don't have my voice back i think i did violence to my vocal cords the moment that Diggs caught the ball the other night, and I'm still recovering and still being made fun of by my 13-year-old son. Well, plays like that don't come <laughs> along very often, so enjoy it and enjoy the rest of the playoffs as well. Buster, great stuff. We'll talk again soon, I hope. Thanks, Mark. That sounds good. That's Buster Olney. Uh, for my money, the best baseball guy in national media when it comes to the, the, the wordsmith part and the breaking news part, and I think he just shed a whole bunch of light it sometimes takes, you know, it's weird. In this Haley situation, I think the local media has a more realistic look at it than the national media. With the pirate situation, I think it is absolutely reversed. So good stuff from Buster. We got Mike Rupp talking hockey next hour. Breaking news from New England. Tom Brady might not play Sunday. If that happens, boy, what an opportunity the Steelers will have squandered. 105.9 X.